BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hi, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. A little bit later, we're going to be joined by the good liars, Jason and DeVram. We're discussing all things Supreme Court. There was a massive leak. Mm. No, it was not Alito's typey. A large leak when it comes to civil liberties, abortion on the front lines, and the crosshair of this conservative Supreme Court. We have a lot to get to, and I think this conversation is exceptionally important when it comes to... uh, the Fourth Amendment, and preserving Mm -hmm. our civil rights, specifically the right to privacy. We also have an update on Ohio in the context of what does it mean for Donald Trump. J.D. Vance, it looks as if he is now Mm. going to be the Republican nominee for Senate in the state of Ohio. So we're going to get to that as well. But before we start talking about that, I want to discuss what's going on with the Supreme Court when it comes to this leak. Now, obviously, this news broke over the weekend. Mm -hmm. There was a couple, it was about 90 pages. It was a memo, it was a draft that was leaked discussing the Supreme Court's plans to potentially overthrow or overturn Roe v. Wade in June. Mm -hmm. Now, naturally, all the political class took this entirely so, they took it so seriously, they just had to go to the Met Gala. (laughs) <laughs> because if you don't, you have to relax. That's why I love seeing Hillary there. Because it was like, oh, our, our civil rights are going away. But look at her dress. Mm. Look at your dress. Isn't that cool? Look at all the celebrities virtue signaling as the world falls apart uh. behind them. But did you know the Met Gala is for charity? Uh. Oh, It's also for free press, a bunch of freaking scumbags. But let's talk about what's going on right now with the Supreme Court. There are 23 states that would ban abortion in a post-Roe America. Travis uh, discusses this in the, in the conversation with Jason and DeVram. They proactively put forth legislation mm-hmm. basically saying as soon as the federal government uh, via the Supreme Court comes down against Roe v. Wade, boom, at that very moment, abortion will be illegal. In Ohio, this is also the case, correct? Yes, Ohio has pending legislation that uh, does the same thing. And as we discussed with Jason and DeVram later in the show, uh, several other states are doing this. And, and, you know, this is something the evangelical right has always been gunning for. And I do use the word gunning because they also love guns. So 
It's hard to say you're pro-life. They're very pro-life. They're very pro-life. They're so pro-life that, uh, you know, after you're born, you're guaranteed a gun. So that's always fun. And, of course, the Second Amendment is also valid. And when it comes to civil liberties, we need to protect all of them. And that's, of course, what's so ironic about many people right now doing away with one of the most intimate freedoms that we have, mm-hmm. patient-client privilege, doctor-client right. uh, conversations should be kept private, and the federal government and the people that run it should have nothing to do or nothing to say about what happens in individuals' bodies. Much like the conservatives were absolutely livid when it comes to mm-hmm. mandates on vaccines, and of course you guys know my stance on that. I don't believe the government should mandate anything that goes into our bodies whatsoever. However, the hypocrisy from the right comes when they say, but... When it comes to abortion, women should have zero right to choose. And I want to talk as well. I'm excited to hear people's response, as a matter of fact, to our conversation with Jason and Devram. Obviously, we're all men, but it's important to talk as men about these issues because it also greatly affects us. Obviously, not to the degree... But right. we discuss it from that perspective as well. There's a lot of nuance to the conversation that we have to have. This is not black and white, and it certainly should not be um, dictated by people in black robes sitting in the most powerful office in the land, which is the Supreme Court. Oklahoma has also now just signed a Texas-style ban on most abortions, Ugh. it being the latest st- state to do so. Uh, Barack and Michelle Obama have called for protests over the Roe v. Wade overturning, uh, saying overturning it puts women at the mercy of, quote, politicians and ideologues. I completely agree with them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's always a grain of salt because I still believe that Obama could have gotten Merrick Garland passed on the Supreme Court. Right. Of course, Mitch McConnell saying they didn't want to take a vote within the year of a political <laughs> federal election, which is absolute nonsense. Hypocrisy yeah. is the key word of the day. Yeah. As we, again, we'll discuss uh, more in the very near future in this episode. So people are really beginning to see what conservative Republican evangelical politics look like when they come to fruition. Mm -hmm. It creates a snitch culture. It creates a society of mistrust and it creates a society of uh, the First Amendment being completely chilled. It's a chilling effect Mm. on the First Amendment as well. And we're seeing that when it comes to Texas and now Oklahoma, where there's literally bounties on people's heads if they have the audacity to be raped and need to get an abortion. It's unbelievable, it's un-American, and it's unconstitutional, and it must stop now. But when it comes to Donald Trump, this is a victory for him, is it not? Despite the fact that the man really benefited from multiple abortions. Absolutely. I mean, he named three of these Supreme Court justices just in one term, one four-year wow. term. Uh, wow. the, as you mentioned, Merrick Garland was supposed to fill uh, Scalia's seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that obviously did not happen. They pushed it to Trump's term. Uh, Trump ended up filling the seats of both Scalia and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Absolutely. which is, is just uh, so asinine to think about. But that's how we got to where we are. That's how we have a six to three conservative majority on the Supreme Court. This is, again, this is what the evangelical right has always wanted and the sad thing is these are spring chickens by supreme court they uh, are. you know standards right <laughs> yeah amy cody barrett i believe 46 years old kavanaugh not much older and of course neil gorsuch not mm-hmm. that much older than them right. as well so they're going to be there for a long time which again it brings up the question of supreme court term limits uh, ruth bader ginsburg assuming that hillary clinton was going to win just thought hey well 
I'll stick around for a little yeah. bit longer. Hillary will win. She can replace me uh, with another, you know, right. liberal-minded individual, and all will be good. Well, it doesn't work out the way that you wrote it in your journal because politics in this country are absolutely and utterly insane. Big win for Donald Trump. Big win for that movement within the Republican Party, and it even got bigger when it comes to J.D. Vance in Ohio. Right, and let me just tag on here, uh, since we're talking about how unprecedented this leak was uh, for the Supreme Court. It's never happened like this in the court's history. Right. Uh, today on NPR, they were talking about it. There's been minor leaks, but you can count those on one hand, mm. is what the expert said, that this leak is so massive, and it... it basically puts into question who leaked it and why. Well, and a is, lot of people yeah. were pontificating that it could have been a, someone liberal, uh, a, a more liberal worker within the Supreme Court to kind of highlight a warning to people. Right. But there's also a lot of people who feel like it actually could have been a conservative. And the reason you do this is because, again, this decision wasn't supposed to be released until June. But what this does is now it more or less locks in those conservative votes. I mean, Alito right. wrote a lot of this decision, but you, you still have, again, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and even Amy Coney Barrett said when they were testifying in front of the Senate for their confirmation hearings that Roe v. Wade is established law. And Settled. it needs yeah. to settle law, thank you, um, and needs to remain as such. So that's why it's such a departure, not just in all the norms. Again, like you right. said, this is no longer a time of norms, um, but the leak is unprecedented. And obviously, this decision is it's going to rock tens of millions of lives. The only good norm was, of course, Norm McDonald, and he is now dead. So uh, norm, the new normal is absolutely uh, infringing on the old Constitution, which we have got to hold up to the standard that, um, obviously, I believe it's a living document, and there is going to be some changes to it, and rightfully mm -hmm. so, because not everyone got the franchise. It wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling its promises for quite a long time. And right. now, of course, we're having... Something similar happened retroactively. Oftentimes we think about the future innately meaning progress, but as we see, it, uh, it can be regressive it. as well. J.D. Vance's victory in Ohio, huge win for Donald Trump. Of course, Donald Trump endorsed J.D. Vance. I think it's because Josh Mandel, he doesn't like the way he has sex. Um, it was, it, tr Trump was obsessed with Josh Mandel's sex kinks. Yes. As we established on this show, uh, when we read uh, Josh Mandel's number to let everyone know, you know, keep it kinky, buddy. Keep um, it kinky. But uh, there was a, a, yeah, a fascinating thing happened this past weekend when Trump, yes, he did endorse J.D. Vance a couple weeks ago, probably in the, the urging of Peter Thiel, who's a big funder of mm. J.D. Vance's campaign through all the slush funds and, and dark money packs. Yeah. But uh, Trump made an interesting addition <laughs> to this endorsement over the weekend that I think a lot of people <laughs> thought was going to blow the whole thing out of the water for so, J.D. Vance. He says he's endorsed Dr. Oz. Again, Dr. Oz, if he does get the uh, nomination, uh, he will be going against our man. John mm -hmm. Fetterman. John Fetterman really taking a strong lead. He's a blue dog Democrat. He's a freedom-loving Democrat and obviously on the right side when it comes to what's going on right now with the Supreme Court regarding Roe v. Wade. Check out my ugly man that is Fetterman because I think he's going to make <laughs> uh, the world better, man. You get it. Let's listen to uh, Donald Trump kind of endorse J.D. Vance, but he got everything wrong. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's what they're waiting for. They're waiting for one race. You know, we've endorsed Dr. Oz. We've endorsed JP, right? JD Mandel. And no, he's doing no. great. They're all doing no. good. They're <laughs> Oh, no. they're, they're not all doing good because that's that's not a real person, <laughs> Mr. President. Yeah. Uh, 
to be know? a fake person in this day and age might mean we're doing better than we currently are. <laughs> the right. audience behind him is just cringing, knowing that, like the ones that realize what he did. They're like, oh, oh, yeah. And that's in Nebraska. The people in Nebraska know J.D. Vance's name more than the guy who endorsed him. So there you go. But I want to go back to what you were talking about, Travis, because I think it's absolutely fascinating. And I didn't even think about that <laughs> uh, when it comes to a conservative leaking leaking this document. Um, what do you think that means? So if the court then in June decides to change their opinion, their draft opinion, right. all of a it's sudden... It's not a final oh, decision yet. It's right. not a final decision. Right. Um, so if they decide to go the other direction, perhaps there's a change of heart, maybe they actually read the Fourth Amendment, something like that, and they say, no, we have to uphold Roe. It's established law, as they said, under oath. Again, mm -hmm. you would think that would be perjury, but that's a whole other thing. Their hands are tied now, aren't they? So yeah. if, they don't, if they don't go through with this, now all of a sudden you're going to have a lot of really upset right-wing right people. And we know what happens when they get upset, Yes, uh, you know, as we saw early last year. But I, I, this is an interesting kind of approach to sort of force the court into this decision. It more or less forces the hand of these conservatives. Um, again, uh, the only name that, that I have that I've heard of is Alito. But uh, again, Gorsuch, uh, Kavanaugh. Their Supreme, when they were testifying to be confirmed, they said that Roe v. Wade was settled law. And they are, by the way, they voted multiple times, to your point, in favor of the Fourth Amendment, in favor of that privacy, especially Gorsuch and Sotomayor have come together on a, a few different privacy cases. So yep. it's very bonkers where this goes. But again, I think the conservative, well, and again, we're pontificating. We don't know who the leaker is. They're going to find out. That's what's so fascinating. The uh, it's the Supreme Court wants their decisions made in private, but I guess not everyone else's. So Right, right. Very valid. Fair. Very valid point. Like all women aren't allowed to make this decision in private with their doctor, but the whole court that runs the whole show doesn't want anyone knowing what they're thinking. Right. Absolutely. How dare you? <laughs> because Absolutely. what they're what they're mostly thinking about is I remember when peanut butter was only creamy. Now they have chunky oh, peanut butter. Mm, uh, for the most part, the Supreme Court justices are legitimate puppets. Uh, the the uh, documents are written by staffers. Uh, these people are um, political pawns, which is quite unfortunate. Obviously, never supposed to be the case when it comes to what was supposed to be an independent Supreme Court. But as the process has become so disgustingly politicized, right. I mean, my God, what kind of world are we going to have? Again, with these individuals at the helm for the next 30 plus years. My, my question is what, so say they, they do change their minds, Travis. Say they do actually, they uphold Roe v. Wade and everything. What do they have to lose? Or what do they have to lose if they, if they, if they do uh, you know, overturn true. Roe v. Wade? What do they have to lose? Well, what do they, we know? We know for a fact that Clarence Thomas's wife, aided and abetted in January 6th, mm -hmm. she has political ties, and it takes two to tango in a lot of these families, so money. Mm. Right. I mean, because their partners can go off and do anything and talk to any political action committee. They can go to discuss. Um, they can go to AFPAC mm, and talk yeah. about American first policies, which have nothing right. to do with putting America first. So I think from a family perspective that the other half of that relationship, their children as well, there's money to be made. And I think if they turn their hand on the, or, you know, bite the hand that fed them. Uh, in this case, the evangelical right to put them in office, oh. specifically Amy Coney Barrett, she mm. might just lose a bunch of freaking cash and not be invited to the potlucks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, and also to Fernando's point, I mean, 
these folks aren't elected. They don't have an election coming up. You're a life appointed. You're in there for good. So what would keep a, a Supreme Court justice from changing their mind, like Gorsuch or Kavanaugh? You got to think, yeah, the influence. They would lose social some influence. Pressure. Social pressure. I mean, like you said, we've seen what pissed off conservatives do when they gather in Washington, D.C., not just with the March uh, for Life, but obviously January 6th. Um, you know, if, if Kavanaugh or Gorsuch or... Um, it would probably be one of those two changes their votes or even John Roberts. You got to think the evangelical right will not let yeah. them hear the end of it for their entire, the entirety of the rest of their term. And we really get into some details. We have a good nuanced conversation with the good liars. And I think you guys are going to, uh, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, uh, but hopefully it can be kind of enlightening because again, this is about freedom. This is about mm. freedom of choice. This is about civil liberties. This is about autonomy. This is about individualism, which has made this country amazing uh, in many ways. And it's ironic that the right is attacking our civil liberties in this case. Um, and of course, we have to deal with our own civil liberty violations from the left as well. But this case mm. with the Supreme Court is just something that um, a lot of people never thought they were going to see in their lifetime. And now it's coming. It's coming true. And the gross thing is, again, we've already seen these states proactively say, as soon as this happens, boom, it's on and abortion is gone. And not just abortion, but people will be fined. They'll be pri imprisoned. Mm -hmm. um, this is just an absolute, again, violation of the Fourth Amendment. So I think you guys will enjoy this conversation with Jason and Avram. And I know I'm going to be sh shocking here. I don't know if you noticed we're all men, um, <laughs> but I think it's important to have yeah, this conversation right. because, again, this affects all of us. Just ask Donald Trump, a man who was in, so in love with abortion that he couldn't get enough of them and, uh, <laughs> and paying for them, of course, that is. Um, so, all right, everyone, enjoy this conversation with Jason and Avram and check out everything the good liars do. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. All right, everyone. Now it is time for our conversation with two of the most iconic people working today. <laughs> they are the good liars. It's Jason and Avram. Check out everything they do. Go to Patreon, support them, patreon.com slash the good liars, and check out their YouTube page. The content is incredible. That's youtube.com slash good liars. Thank you all for being on the show. Thanks for having us, Ben. Happy to be here. And, and, and uh, Travis as well. But and, ben, Fernando. Nice and, and Fernando. And Fernando. Yeah, I'm hiding, but I'm I can't see you. <laughs> it's fantastic. So you all have been on the road. I see a lot of the video clips that are coming out, specifically when it comes to the Trump rallies. And we're going to discuss a bit what's going on with the leaked documents from the Supreme Court. 
It looks as if there is a valid attempt to overturn Roe v. Wade in the highest court in the land. A lot of fear coming true for a lot of people in this country, including ourselves. Guys, what's it been like out there? We want to play one clip of Devram, I believe you were discussing, or maybe it was Jason. You know, you guys are so beautiful and interchangeable and wonderful. <laughs> um, you were, you were, you went up to a group of people. They were holding a sign that said "abortion is." Uh, what what did the sign say? It says uh, th- it's a, these people are losers. Is that the video you're going to play? <laughs> oh no! It, which one is it? Which this video is, the is ado- it? This is oh, the, the adoption, adoption video. Adoption. Okay. Oh yeah, they yeah. talk about adoption is uh, is an option or the option. Choose but, uh, adoption. Choose adoption is what the sign said. That which they were I carrying. do like that there is a choice message in there, uh, perhaps unbeknownst to them, because of course adoption is an option. Forced pregnancy should never be. So let's play this clip of my boys just kind of exposing some of the hypocrisy, and then we'll talk about it. I saw the sign, choose adoption. Yeah. And, and how many, how many children oh have God. you adopted? I'm not able to adopt. <laughs> I'd love to adopt. We weren't able to adopt. Oh, gotcha. And how many children have you adopted? None. None. We just, this I is have a two of my own. Yeah. And how many children, oh, how many children have you adopted? None. And how many, and how many children have you, you adopted? I have two of my own. Yeah. But so you've adopted? I have two of my own. Oh, for four. Unbelievable. (laughs) The hypocrisy is absolutely stunning. Guys, what's it been like out there on the streets, going to these festivals, going to these events and speaking with people who are, again, one of the worst things you can be hypocrites? Yeah, that, that was at the March for Life, actually, which was like the biggest gathering of, you know, it's the biggest yes. gathering of, uh, of hypocrites. anti-choice. Of hypocrites. Of hypocrites. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as full disclosure, when I was six years old, my family went on a caravan to Washington, D.C. for the said March for Life. Deeply right. traumatizing. Uh, we actually had one of those, uh, we had a white station wagon, and my parents, because they wanted me to be so well-adjusted, Put a series of dead uh, babies there uh, on the uh, with the, yeah they had I was in one of the you know have you ever seen the caravan no the, no no we the saw very, the people coming in yeah, the, yeah. the images yes just imagine a six year old Ben Kissel in the back just being like well, what's going on here guys <laughs> and then no joke I used to tell this uh, as a bit of a bit in my stand up uh, I was a lonely kid and my mom told me it was because all my friends were murdered. What they were your the, would-be friends? You the, said that there the, were the dead babies? babies? You guys brought dead babies? Like actual no, dead baby? Pictures no, of. it was like, pictures of. Oh, pictures of. Okay. They had the magnets. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> admitting a to lot. a pretty serious crime right now. All his friends were murdered. They hung him on the car. They went to DC. That was anyway. We saw a bunch of that while we were there because they have the big screens that they put on like five different street corners mm-hmm. and they just like they show abortions. They show like like babies, you, you know, like the fetuses coming the out. The process. The process of it. And it's not like a, a fun thing to, to watch while you're right. there. Um, it was very, very a, a weird yeah, experience. There, we were saying uh, at the time, we were like, this must be the biggest gathering of losers in Washington, D.C. <laughs> since January 6th. It was like almost yeah. a year later. Uh, and the, and, the and previous, virgins. And virgins. Yeah, oh, they were all Catholic. Like, well, all like of those groups. women did say they had kids, which means they had sex. Oh. But the thing that bothers me the most about the pro-life movement, again, air quotes pro-life, uh, that's a euphemism. It's a. It's mm. not... Uh, it's not true. If they were pro-life, they would be anti-death penalty. 
uh, a lot of the policies that they put forth within the Republican Party that has taken the pro-life mantle would not be there. Uh, look at what happens in Texas. Look what happens all across this country when it comes to uh, devastating effects of certain policies on people. So if you're pro-life, uh, my God, you've got a lot of work to do, specifically in the case of these girls or these women that you were talking to, and obviously they're indicative of a larger whole. If they're not walking the walk and they're not adopting people, there is no denying that what's happening right now in this country is nothing more than a power grab. This isn't about children. Mm. This isn't about adoption. This is about hindering civil liberties and freedoms within a specific group in this country. So have you guys, is there any rationale that you guys have come across that kind of exposes that where you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine uh, it was the same thing with the uh, with the uh, with the uh, situation with the transgender swimmer. All of a sudden, everyone cared about women swimming. Right. And you see a lot of these people that go to these events and all of a sudden they're so concerned about what occurs uh, in the womb of a woman. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I dare to think that they've ever thought about this before. So what is your sort of assessment of uh, these folks on the ground? Well, I think it's like a, I, I think with a lot of this is like misogyny, to be honest. And like, <laughs> and like even like the homophobia you see that, that's happening now and the transphobia, a lot of that is just like hatred of women, which is like, I know that's like, that's a really broad statement to st- to say, but I do think that's the root of a lot of, a lot of this stuff, which is like women ha- having control of their bodies, doing what they want to do. And it's, th- they're making their own decisions. Um, and I, I, and with on the ground there at the March for Life, it felt like a lot of this was all religious based too, which I think, mm-hmm. it, which I guess makes sense if you believe in anything that's in the Bible. <laughs> and yeah. well, think, of course, so, uh, abortion is not mentioned in the Bible. And if you want to talk about uh, the murdering of children, I believe that God sent his only son to die on the cross. Mm. So there is a lot of uh, yeah, mythos. We, built we, we in. talked about that. We talked yeah. about that with a with a with a priest there at the March for Life. We were like, didn't uh, Noah flood the entire earth? Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. there was yeah. probably some pregnant so women there. <laughs> like, yeah, he aborted some fetuses there. Jason, the- didn't, didn't we look up the the in, in the Bible, the devil is responsible for something like 12 deaths and, and God yeah. is responsible for <laughs> 1.2 million or something. Millions. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's millions. It's millions. Yeah. So this is, so under the mantle of, of being anti-abortion, what do you guys think the truth is? As you mentioned power, when it comes to hatred of women, that's why we're all men talking about it because this is an expertise that we yes. have. <laughs> and that's why we're talking about we're it. We're going to figure Finally. it out right here. Finally. <laughs> and it is important that men have these conversations as well. Specifically, obviously, I don't know what it's like to carry a child. I'm currently, I am not able to go to the restroom because I've hurt my side. So that's oh, as close so as it's gotten. So you're about to know what it's like to carry a child. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of chicken wings need to be uh, excavated oh, no. out of me right now. But anyway, do you think under the mantle of this is about the babies this is about the fetuses what are they actually talking about what is the power struggle here i mean i i think it's like like jason touched on it's this conservative religious viewpoint that is now allowed to express itself and and they're and they're they're winning in you know the most important venue of all in the supreme court they're able to like actually you know exercise that 
that desire they've had for ages. They've been getting together for this March for Life. They've had all these these students and all these religious groups and everyone's showing up. And in the past, they've been losing. So they've had this like anger, uh, you know, about the whole thing. And yeah. now they're winning. It felt different, um, hmm. you know, a, a couple of months ago when we were there. And I think it's it's just a, a level of control that they've been wanting for decades, and now they can they can see it, and it's it's close. And w- you when know, we were leaving, we were, when we left the the March for Life, and we were driving back, we listened to that John Ronson podcast on the culture wars, and the first episode was on abortion, and I didn't realize that. It it was not an evangelical thing until the the eighties, the late seventies. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't like Roe v. Wade when it happened. None of the evangelicals cared about it. They were like abortion. Right. Oh, that's a Catholic issue. We don't care about this. But right. now it has become this like huge, huge. It was just a marketing push, yeah. essentially, right? <laughs> for for these, yeah. it re- these, literally uh, was religious well, and- leaders wanted people, you know, showing up to their events. Wanted people protesting uh, their events. Uh, I think that was part of it was just to create controversy and it has, you know, spiraled into what it is now. Uh, Obviously a wedge issue, a hot button issue for a reason. And I think you make a great point. The evangelical world, uh, the philosophy has taken, they've taken a lot of Catholics because the Catholics didn't think the Catholic church was going far enough. Evangelicals are like, yeah, we can do, we can triple down on some of the stuff you like with Catholicism, and you don't got to worship this weird ass dude with the hat. <laughs> so it's like the cool version. And of course, Ronald Reagan, when he was uh, was running, he took the evangelical mantle from Jimmy Carter, who I think was actually a great, a great Christian, non hypocrite Christian. Yeah. Again, yeah. a man so pious, he gave up his peanut farm because he didn't mm. want a conflict of interest. <laughs> oh, what a glorious time for the country! You know, obviously, he was some of the things went wrong. Cocaine there, there was something <laughs> weird going on. Good for him. But then, of <laughs> That's course, how he's Ronnie, still alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ronnie Reagan really courted in the uh, evangelical vote because of said issues. And now we have the situation where Amy Coney Barrett, Kavanaugh, the newest Supreme Court justices, um, appointed by a man that is Donald Trump, who has had God knows how many abortions. Again, another example of do as I say, not as I do. This is the court that evangelicals have always wanted. Mm-hmm. They've gotten what they wanted. And is there any... When you're a dog and you're chasing the car and then all of a sudden you get it, what do you do? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, I hope that this is going to like help the left wing in November. I, I don't know, though. I or mean, at I least think the Freedom Caucus is even within the right wing. I mean, there's a strong libertarian, feminist, liberal right. Venn diagram that supports choice and freedom mm-hmm. of said well, choice. We, we found one, one person <laughs> at all these rallies we've gone to when, when this subject has come up. One person said, yeah, I don't I don't want to control uh, women's bodies. Uh, two people, you know. two people. No, no, you, I interviewed somebody and you interviewed somebody. And Did you guys interview kind of like, each other? Or you just interviewing <laughs> each other? <laughs> we had a great conversation. I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he looks a little like you. <laughs> but just one person, a complete and utter outlier. And obviously in a situation like that, I'm assuming he probably doesn't want to express that viewpoint too loudly because believe it or not, again, people who are pro-life can get quite violent mm. uh, if you want to go look at some uh, shootings that have happened at clinics, and of course, many of the very uh, the vitriol, vi- vitriol-filled um, rhetoric that comes from these clinics as young people are going in, oftentimes um, over their head, teenagers uh, who have to go do what they have to go do because mistakes were made, and God knows what. 
I mean, it's just, it, it can get so freaking nasty. That's what I remember coming away with when I was a child. I was just like, these people are very upset. And of course, the rhetoric didn't match the action. Did you did you go outside the clinics and protest, or was it? Did you just no? Go to we the... never did that. My folks definitely had friends that did that. I know that the, the church did that. Although I don't even believe there was one clinic I remember in Wausau, Wisconsin. That was about an hour drive, and so yes, it definitely was a thing that was occurring. And again, talk about not addressing the problems at the root, and you're a little bit too late. You know, if we want to have education, if we want to have sexual education, if we want to have um, you know, proper protections, birth control. You can't ban birth control and then ban abortions. Ugh. I mean, this is forced pregnancy and it's absolutely asinine. So yeah, all of that stuff came together and it was, I mean, it was nasty. Yeah. We talked to somebody on the road, uh, Ralph Rebrandt, Rebrandt, who was running for governor of Michigan. He's not going to oh. win by the way. Um, <laughs> but he, he was, he, it, what part of his platform was just teaching abstinence and saying, wait till marriage to have sex. And like, he was like, this is my plan. Okay, I'm gonna- let's, <laughs> let's say you do that. Let's say you wait till marriage to have sex. So you're, you're getting married at 18. I mean, this is just hormonal right, at that point. Right. As quick as possible. As quick as possible. <laughs> yeah. You just got to do what you got to do. I mean, this is pretty biological. Let's say you get pregnant and all of a sudden there's an issue with that pregnancy and you're married and you can't, uh, whatever that issue might be. I mean, I've seen, you know, there's some gnarly ass things that can happen to children. Hearts are outside of the body, whatever oh, right, risk right. of the mother. And it seems to me like, I don't know. And I go, I want you guys to talk about this. Is there any even conversation about what if there's a medical issue? What if there's a rape? What if it's incest? What if God, again, God knows what you can't put yourself in everybody's shoes, which is why you cannot have these overarching arcane policies put in place. Is there any conversation about the nuance of this conversation or is it just very black and white? I don't think I don't. I mean, it, it doesn't strike me as there being a lot of nuance to, to the conversation. I mean, broadly, it's just it's a huge victory for those who want this to not be an option for people. And I, I think it it falls under that pretty simply. I mean, I, it, even if you end up, you know, kind of con- getting the opportunity to confront people with facts, Usually they'll brush them off and, you know, it's just this needs to be as difficult as possible. There are already people, uh, you know, having fake like little clinics outside of abortion clinics to lure people into crisis prevention. Crisis, yeah, crisis, yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, crisis centers or something, women's yeah, crisis centers. crisis prevention centers or something that look like uh, they're, they're, you know, offering health services and they, they lure the, the people in there who are considering having abortions and then uh, basically lie to them and try and convince them that they have more time than they really do to consider whether or not to have a baby. They have pulled out all the stops as things are. So it just feels like this, this just opens the floodgates. Um, No, to answer your question, I I don't think there's a lot of nuance. It's just, it's a, it's, they're going for the victory. Well, I was just going to add, because you guys were just in uh, my wacky ass home state of Ohio uh, a few weeks ago, but one of our state representatives who actually has um, proposed a bill similar to a lot of states where if Roe v. Wade is overturned by mm-hmm. the federal court, which is obviously, again, like you guys have said, that's what they've always wanted. It's a trigger law, which means it'll automatically become illegal all over the state of Ohio, meaning there's no state's rights here. There's no wiggle room. A lot of these Republican state wow. legislatures, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, 
then the state law will will kill all uh, abortion access in in the state automatically. So they, and they but proactively a, put that in, huh? Yeah, and it's a it's a woman named Jean Schmidt. She used to be a congresswoman from Cincinnati. Now she's just a, a lowly state rep. But um, Jason and I were talking about it in New York. She kind of shed some light into their thinking. Her idea was. Even in the case of rape, just because you've suffered emotional trauma, quote unquote, it doesn't give you the right to take a life. And that is how, you know, how Devram was saying, you know, even at these crisis centers, they're going to try to talk anyone, even if you were raped, even if it was incest and rape, which happened here in Ohio. An 11 year old girl got pregnant by a a family member a few years ago. Um, And it's like the thinking of these people is so warped that they think these people should actually be grateful still for the the gift of life. It's so asinine. Yeah, Jill so, Blystone talked about that when we interviewed him. In he was he's a running for governor. I'm assuming he's going to lose. He, he's tonight, already lost. It's been he's called. already lost. It's ah, been called ah, here in Ohio. Blystone, darn it. Back to the uh, farm, Joe. What a yeah. smart, nice guy that guy was. He <laughs> said <laughs> that the the dinosaurs were on the ark with Noah. <laughs> right. <presumably. laughs> it must have been a big ass ark. <laughs> yeah. And the Earth was six thousand years old. And the the, oh, yeah. the reason I bring it up is. Because he said that women should have to carry out the the pregnancy, even if it in rape and in, in incest. He was like, right. uh, "Yep, that's that should be the law." That's like, insane. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. The idea of that's trying to crazy. control someone else to that degree—it's right. I I just I couldn't live with myself. I mean, trying to tell somebody who's been through that that then they have to, you know, the, this forced pregnancy on top of it uh, is is just kind of unimaginable. I don't know. I can't believe we're here. And going back to the beginning of our conversation, no one's adopting. <laughs> you know? right. So it's like, okay, now you have to, it, it's just, it's, it's so disgusting and sad and devastating on so many levels. So I have a question that's going around all of this. Is it a specific class of people that are at these rallies? Is it a, like, and by class, I mean financial standing. Mm. I mean, is it, is it, is it a bunch of like always a poor people that couldn't afford an abortion that are, you know, religious? It, it doesn't seem that way. It always seems like it's people middle class that are pretty well off that could afford. Can you tell me a little bit about that? The class of people at these abortion, at these rallies? Like the like the pro life rallies and stuff, not yes. like the Trump rallies. I, I would yeah. say like for the for the most part, it was middle class people, right, Jerome? I mean, in middle upper like class, it, it feels like it's it's middle class people who have time to think about this stuff and make an <laughs> enormous fucking sign and <laughs> yes. get in the car with their friends and drive to D.C. and take the date to you know. I, I it's a generalization, but yeah, I do think it's people with the means to um, make this something they get to think about a lot and and be be activists for so so these are people that are never directly affected by these types of things in that sense right would you say yeah i I would say that that's accurate for sure and and that they are the people that would have the resources to provide a home that is much better than probably the person who would be putting the baby up for adoption would be able to it's hard to generalize like i mean it's such an expensive thing to do but we probably asked upwards of 15, 18 people that day. No one had adopted anybody, but everybody was sure that was the solution. Um, And, you know, just the idea that we have all these children here now that are not being taken care of properly uh, and and putting their health and lives and happiness at stake for for those to come just is backwards. 
Yeah. So is it is it just attacking women or is it also attacking like poor people or people that don't have the means to do this? Well, do you see th- that as well? Roe v. Wade being overturned it is doing that. That is exactly mm. what's going to. It is yeah. only going to. It's not only going to. Elizabeth uh, Warren was talking on the, the steps of the Supreme Court today, right? She said this is wealthy women will have connections. They will fly somewhere where they're going to they, go to California yeah. on their abortion getaway, and they're going to get pampered and treat, <laughs> right. treated treated like great. Vacation and then everyone's going to be like, "Yes, Jennifer's out for the weekend. She's had. Right. She's on a girls trip. girls' trip. Whatever it is." But the, the you know the people who are going to be affected are are young people with less money and those are also the people that the government is not helping take care of enough and won't help when they have children and won't give people maternity leave and i mean it's like forcing people to have children and then not making it a a financially reasonable situation is absolutely absolutely and of course when it comes to um stagnant generational wealth there's a reason for that and this mm. is one of those reasons. Mm. All of a sudden you have three kids and maybe the fourth one, uh, you, everyone always, or not everyone, but oftentimes people think, oh, you have a child or, and then you get an abortion. They often assume maybe it's the first child or whatever it might be. Life situations come at you fast. And if you have three children and then all of a sudden something happens, perhaps you are sexually assaulted and now you have a fourth, uh, well. you know, uh, potentially on the way. I mean, there is no way. To afford it, and as you mentioned, no maternity leave, no no paternity leave, um, zero. We're we're gu- we're gutting Head Start. Uh, these programs that are absolutely necessary when it comes to getting foods, edu- when it comes to kids getting food and education, you can't have it both ways. And that's exactly what they wanted, which is why, again, this is no more than a power grab uh, under the guise of saving children. It, it actually reminds me of uh, someone posted the George Carlin bit from 30, 40 years ago. Just the classic, you know, the conservative right, they love the unborn, they love the unborn, but when you're born, you're fucked. And that's basically, that was 40 years ago, and here we are, these people are still at it. And it really is unfortunate, because again, there's nothing biblical uh, to stand on when it comes to these ideas or these policies. This is 100% political, and this is 100%, again, about the aforementioned power. Continuing on with the nuanced conversation, man... (laughs) <laughs> you know what? It's really. I have a couple of friends who had some children, uh, you know, unbeknownst to them, until they got a letter and saying you're the father. Right. Well, half your wages are now gone. It's extremely expensive. Um, obviously, there are some deadbeat dads out there. However, uh, there is a massive penalty if you are. You can go to prison. Right. They will gouge your wages. This is not just about women. Obviously, it is. Uh, in, in so many of the vitally important aspects of it, but also from a male perspective. You have men who are going to go on a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, oh my God, you have to keep this baby. They're going to have immense amounts of stress. They're no longer going to have economic success, perhaps, in their life. And God knows what role or what uh, toll that plays on their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's a... It's a I, I, I mean, I... I will, I'm going to talk about this. I, I was with somebody that, that had an abortion when I was much, much younger. Um, and my life 
Like I owe my life to them. They made the decision. I had nothing to do with the decision. I didn't even know they were pregnant at the time. Wow. And I, I owe I owe my life what what I have right now to them because they made the decision that was the right decision for them at the time. And I think they probably looked at my life at the time. And they were like, <laughs> I don't know. Jason a- Jason might be a great father. Just cut to Jason with his underwear on his head. Be like, I'm an underwear mommy. I'm a mommy who wears underwear on his head. I don't know if this is gonna work out. <laughs> Um, so, so it does affect men. It does, and 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 then I did put my underwear on my head, and I was an underwear monkey. Yeah. At one I mean, point. you want to do fun. it again, and that's fine. Nonstop. But I mean, that uh, conversation, from a male perspective, obviously we're all dudes here. I think that men should talk about that as well. How many men have benefited from a woman making the proper choice? Mm-hmm. And again, emphasis on the term choice. Choice. Um, forced. Anything is wrong. But this is this 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 affects us greatly as well. Yeah, and it's having the freedom to do it too, and to not feel like I just can't imagine being a woman in Texas. I mean, it's going to be a lot of states out soon, but these states that that have like bounties out on your head if you oh, find right. out that like th- what kind of like fucked up way of thinking is that that like we're like treating this like it's it's war or they're criminals, they're outlaws. I, I just I, it seems like this is going to end. It's going to end very, very badly. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe Kylie Jenner just needs to go give the Supreme Court a Pepsi. Just like she did in her Alito, have a Pepsi. <laughs> have a Pepsi. There you go. No, stop having sex with a Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I, I like, like beer. I, I wanted still a beer. like Pepsi. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> and Squib. And, and, and Marky Mark. Were you there? But what's so disgusting about this is the nine individuals that are going to make it, making this decision. Um, what well, the hell do they know? What do they know? Oh Amy Coney Barrett's an evangelical psychopath. Kavanaugh grew up with. They all, for the most part, grew up high economic success. Um, obviously, um, not all across the board the case. Several have what, been accused of sexual assault themselves, right? What? Kavanaugh, yes, Clarence yes, Thomas. Yes. Um, God knows what Elena Kagan's done. So, <laughs> but this is, I think, what's so infuriating when it comes to this Democratic Republic. These are, obviously, they are uh, appointed and voted on by our officials, theoretically trickle-down democracy. It's not working. And these nine individuals are going to be able to make a sweeping piece of legislation that, as Travis just mentioned, is already a foregone conclusion for many states that as soon as this happens, boom, it's over. I mean, this is going to cause, and rightfully so, unbelievable civil unrest. Three were appointed by somebody that lost the popular vote by three million votes. Like, it, and who's it had doesn't multiple make abortions? Sense. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, at the end of the day, didn't I mean? Don't at least sixty percent of Americans uh, yeah. are are pro-choice? I mean, it's yeah. just not working. It's not even close to fifty-fifty. And well, these lifetime appointments, I, it's just like like you said, Ben, it's not working. It's not. It's a bro. It doesn't work. And to that point, when it comes to the filibuster, obviously, we have a 60 mm. point uh, 60 vote threshold at this point. Um, and it's I it, it's I am so conflicted on this, of course, because I think that legislation needs to be passed. I, I wish that it wasn't just about executive orders and Supreme Court decisions. I wish the freaking House and the mm-hmm. Senate would work. But. Are they going to be able to get a 60-vote threshold? And if they don't, then, of course, we're going to discuss, once again, repealing the filibuster, which all you need is 50. You got your 51. Um, but then what's going to stop the Republicans from just taking it right back if they get the 
when uh, they win, when they win. Exactly. Like, so it's and Joe Joe is not going to do anything. Joe Manchin, I'm well, he's not he's not going to right. He's never going to. And I don't think he's a pro. He's a Democrat, but I don't think he's he's like a pro-choice champion. Well, and if you want to even look at Joe Biden individually, not with his voting record, to his uh, and I do separate individual belief versus voting records belief because theoretically you're supposed to uh, mm-hmm. represent the people. But Joe Biden's pro-life. Uh, he has said so himself. And so you just wonder if there's enough energy within the political establishment to really even care. I don't think so. I don't think, well, I think they should just destroy the Senate. I don't think the Senate should exist, but that's a problem for another day, I guess. Mars attacks. What's going on? You want to destroy the Senate? Not like, I'm not saying, this is not a threat. I am saying, I don't think, I want to make that very, very clear. We know you were at the Capitol. I was going to say, I was on the Capitol grounds, I guess, technically, but I didn't go in the building. Um, no, I, I don't just think see the Jason's last words before being hauled out to the gulag. I'm a journalist. I'm a journalist. <laughs> okay, funny guy. All right, no, yeah. Go no, tell your jokes. It's the gazpacho uh, police. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but I think that there shouldn't be a Senate. I think the Senate's stupid. I don't. I think Wyoming and Montana are the same state, basically. Right. They, Dude, North I, and South Dakota. North, they need four be, senators. Like that's crazy. That's, that's an insane their, thing. There should be one Dakota. It should be called Dakota Fanning, and she should be the only senator. That's how <laughs> no, I feel. I, 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 you, you weren't lying. This is gonna this is gonna get solved right here, right now. <laughs> BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. You make another great point, though, about Montana and places that are rural. They are quite similar, and they're quite similar in sad ways as well, which is they don't have very good health care. A lot of these places, Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood, uh, just being sort of the they're the McDonald's of, you know, women's reproductive health, yep. but there's a boatload of other places. I wonder how they're going to be affected by this. Will they have their funding cut? Will they, uh, again, mm-hmm. now they're going to be in the crosshairs even more so than they are. And so are we going to start seeing a trickle-down effect when it comes to less care for more people? And that is absolutely counterintuitive to the society we want to live in. Wouldn't it? It would be shocking if their if their funding weren't cut, right? I mean, that would seem it's to gonna, be part it's of their, be, their you know medical procedures that they are not no longer doing. Uh, also, is there any potential? Maybe I'm getting conspiratorial here. Is there any potential for retroactive arrest? Oh, if all of a sudden, a, 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 yeah. you know, abortion is now illegal, oh, and uh, you are an abortion facilitator in Ohio, That's do they come dark. and get your ass for that? Yeah. Wow. I that mean, would, I don't know. 
No. I yeah. would say I would say no, but now I would say that I don't think that would happen. <laughs> but I've also I've been wrong about every major event that's happened in the last eight years. Yeah. So that would be very very dark. I mean, I can see them them, them starting to arrest d- uh, doctors. Like uh, yeah, in places I can see like Texas, people trying to provide you know safe abortions. Uh, and if that becomes illegal, some people are still going to be trying to do that. Wasn't that the basis for the, the Texas law, too? Was that any you know private citizen could sue the right. individuals involved in providing the abortion? Yep. And they could. I, I would think that would be just commonplace. And a- I think it's a, what was it, 10 grand? I think if you, yeah, if 10 you grand. snitch Ten thousand dollars. Even the the Uber drivers they were trying to go after. If an oh, Uber right. driver unknowingly took a woman to an abortion clinic, then they could also be held liable. I mean, that so is what? So fucked up. That the is... chilling effect on the First Amendment, obviously the Fourth Amendment, uh, our violations, the violations of the Fourth Amendment over these past years have been absolutely disgusting and rampant. I am the government should never tell you what you can do with your body whatsoever. And now we're just seeing is where does that stand? As the Constitution goes, what the hell? If you're the Fourth Amendment, you're like, I'm bleeding out here, y'all. Uh, can we please get me on a gurney and send me to a hospital? Right. Well, that's illegal, too. You can't operate yeah. on the Fourth Amendment. <laughs> oh. Sorry, buddy. Now it's now illegal. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Turn them in. Travis, you mentioned Ohio has this, uh, has this proactive uh, piece of legislation that as soon as the Supreme Court, perhaps as early as June, decides to dismantle Roe v. Wade and overturn it, uh, how many states do you think have something like that in the books right now? I think it's more and more. It's it's your usual suspects in terms of the Republican-led state legislatures. Uh, I think Tennessee, Alabama. Uh, you know, again, as we've talked on the show before, every single one of these states that's Republican-controlled is trying to be the state that goes to the Supreme Court and gets Roe v. Wade overturned. So that's, you know, just in terms of this leak, this 98-page document leak happening at all. I mean, I don't even know what case they're working on right now in terms of what state's laws they were looking at. Um, But whatever state did it, they're going to be ecstatic because, again, so many of these Republican-led states, they've got these trigger laws, they've been making these ridiculous laws like the ones in Texas and Alabama in order to go to court so they knew they could end up in front of the Supreme Court, which they saw, again, as you guys have said, is kind of their plan all along. That's prime time. Yeah, it was Mississippi, was it not? Was that not part of it, that this was the the Mississippi case, or no? That's the thing. I'm I'm not quite sure. I know this leak Mm -hmm. is unprecedented. That's obviously something everyone's been talking about. Um, I do want to just add, though, when we were talking about the Senate, because I I believe Jason is right. Um, All the senators, the Democratic senators, stood on the steps of Congress today. And John Tester of Montana, he's a Democrat from Montana, they were all there. Joe Manchin was not. And so I want to throw this question out to you guys, because Susan Collins tends to be one of those pro-choice Republicans. And she had this whole thing. I'm going to do my Susan Collins here. Yeah. She said, uh, I can't believe they lied to me in the meeting. (laughs) She's talking about Kavanaugh and Gorsuch. It's like, oh, they strayed from their statements. It's like, yeah, of course. I think he's learned his lesson. (laughs) I really do. I don't know. Wait, was Diane uh, Feinstein on the steps? (laughs) 
she's she can't be anywhere these days. Oh, no, I, I think know. she was too busy yeah. making we money off the she stocks. Doesn't <laughs> uh, yeah. She doesn't know. Was she there? I don't know. She, she doesn't know. Well, she, she, doesn't know. know. she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's obviously again that was that was also what really pissed me off about Amy Coney Barrett. She's absolutely batshit, and she just walked in with very very little little media coverage, which I thought was a massive disservice to the American people. And then on the flip side of that, you have Obama not being able to get Merrick Garland through because right. uh, Mitch mm-hmm. says we're not taking a vote in an election year. Meanwhile, <laughs> they do the exact same twice. thing, like two weeks mm-hmm. before. So, I, I, yeah. that's the hypocrisy the thing that is through the roof. I mean, it's like you, 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 they should be, this should be, you should run on this. Like Democrats should be running on this. Absolutely. On the outrage of this. Oh, yeah. Yes. And it doesn't feel like they are. Like they, like, Why? part of it's having Why? Joe Biden. Who's the, yeah. who's like the we're gonna just talk to be talk to our friends on the other side, reach right? Bipartisan. Listen, yeah, folks, like that was a horrible Biden impression. By the that's way, a good no, Biden. That's, that's a good Biden. You do a good one in the car trips. We need to get. We need to come together. Yeah. We need to work together, and, and, uh, and I mean that sincerely. I mean that sincerely. He means that sincerely. Good yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> well, he was absolutely on fire during the White House correspondence dinner. So I'm happy people are focused on the prize. Just <laughs> getting, yeah. getting a nice steak dinner. As long as these people can be funny, you know. As long yeah. as it's funny. But you know, you make it such a great point, Jason. Where are? Where is the opposition party? And mm-hmm. why is abortion, obviously, it's a third rail, because we don't talk about it properly. We've never talked about it properly. This is about reproductive health. This is about um, confidentiality between doctor and patient. And that's basically it. Um, everything else, I'm, it's your life, your experience. I don't know your life. I don't know your experiences. So I'm just going to have to have a little bit more of a laissez-faire attitude towards it. Where is it? Where is the Where is uh, the people on the left, I saw uh, my boy John Fetterman out of Pennsylvania. He's come out very strong, just saying it's a constitutional right. It's a yeah. sacred right. And But he's the only one I've really seen. Why are people so scared? How are Democrats losing a culture war when the approval, when the opinion polls are not, are in their favor, but somehow they still lose the culture war? They don't have a messenger right now, I think is the biggest problem. There's not somebody who is like, is carrying the torch for the the Democratic Party that people are excited about that people want to listen to. I think that's that's like problem number one. It's definitely not Joe Biden. I think everybody knows that. Democrats know that especially, I think, at this point. And I think that there's... And what do you do with the rage? (laughs) Like, you have to, like, focus it towards something and you need to pass something. Um, So I I don't know what the path forward is with it. Yeah, and besides, I think like all the rage is, is culminating in a filibuster conversation, which has already happened, and we kind of like know where this goes. And so, it's how just, do they? It's like we're doing this again. Like this is the plan. We're doing this again. And I think that you pulled, and then they had like a wild card. Like some sort of safety, like you know, we're talking about Susan Collins and saying, "Oh, sure. they, you know, they they lied to me." It's like, of course, and we thought they were, and they <laughs> were, and then. Things yeah. unfolded rather as, you know, predictably, like where w- there's just, just not a like safety net. The mm-hmm. Democrats would like go to an NFL football game and just be like, it was awesome. I watched the refs the whole time. Really compelling ref stuff there. <laughs> yeah, it's do. like somehow they make everything pacified and boring. It's not about the fucking filibuster. This is about right. the Fourth Amendment. Mm-hmm. This is about civil liberties. I think maybe the party of mandates has made it difficult to talk about autonomy, to be frank with you. I think there's a lot of people with COVID protocols that lost faith in the Democratic Party and thought they overreached. 
when it comes to certain political policies that were put in place. Um, obviously, the pandemic very real and COVID exceptionally uh, real and dangerous. However, when it gets politicized, things change and become toxic. I feel like they've lost the messaging on autonomy and individual freedom. And now because of that, the Republicans and the far right Republicans specifically are just running with this damn football and there's no defense. Well, I, I would just counter with the flip side of how crazy it is that all these Republicans the last two years, of course, have been going around being anti-vax, saying my body, my choice. Exactly. Yeah, and then, was, of course, it comes to this I mean, issue. They, they yeah. actually say that. We're talking to people at these events and they actually <laughs> right. say my body, my choice. And and then, you know, if you ask if they're pro-choice, then they say no. And that's the end of the conversation somehow. So I, that was I a guy know. I talked to at the March for Life. Yeah. I, I was no. like, what do you think about the uh, issue of abortion? He's like, well, you know, they're saying it's my body, my choice. Well, it's not their body, their choice. There's like another human being and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, what about vaccines? And he says, well, you know, if my body, my choice works for women, it should work for me as well. <laughs> uh, it drives people crazy. How could you ever argue oh. with a person like that? You Using the thing win. they just said like, is not hey, a valid argument as a support for their right. point of well, view. It's like one yeah. of the things I love about up. you guys, and thank you guys so much. For, again, we're talking with the good liars. Just we got a couple more minutes. Um, check out everything they do at patreon.com slash the good liars and check out their YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash good liars. Um, have you guys have you guys changed any minds, do you think? There was one video that I loved that you guys came out with when it comes to cancel culture. There was a man that was wearing a t-shirt of a political um person, a dude who was a, a politician, and I guess Trumpers didn't like it. So he got kicked out of this event. And then he was like, I'm not a Trumper anymore because I hate cancel culture. Of course, there's nothing more uh, cancel culture than canceling somebody's right to uh, know when they want to have a child. But um have you guys do you guys think you've changed any minds out there? I don't think we change the minds of the people we talk to as much as as often as we wish we did. But I do think having the reach of, of sending these videos out, having people think about these issues and trying to put forth an opinion that is like, you know, isn't this hypocritical uh, and being right. able to reach a lot of people and, and, and have them think that way. I have to think that we've changed some minds and especially some young people. Our TikTok audience is is growing the fastest, and I think it's the youngest group of people. So yeah. I would hope that we are you know, changing some minds, if not the people we interact with, uh, hopefully the people that see us on our social media. Well, Maybe you one, one, one person. One. I would say we changed one person's mind in this, this whole time. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty you good. Guys can, you guys can cut I'm that, not- right? Uh, whatever if you if we can change just one mind and it sounds like like jason thinks we did it i think that some and i think some of the people maybe that have seen the videos and it like hopefully like especially like the people that are like think jfk jr is alive like the really far out stuff hopefully they have been maybe seen the air of their ways and not I mean, just doubled we, down, which does happen. I think we have, as well. we've been recognized at a couple of these rallies, usually by yeah. younger people. Um, and they, they think we're great. So it's kind of confusing. Right. We're in Trump stuff, going to a Trump rally, but I do think it gives me a little bit of hope that at least they think they see a difference between themselves and some of the people we talk well, to. And hopefully that would show up in, in who they vote for. It uh, will. It will. No, I, you know, there's the, uh, the the rebound or rubber bound rubber rubber band effect, uh, children they are going to uh, rebel against uh, the insanity that they are currently being led around, led to uh, the events that they're being led to by their parents. It'll be very similar, I'm sure, as it was for me, where 
you know, you just have to, you just have to get out and experience life because it's, it's traumatic for kids, honestly. Are you going to rubber events. band back and take your kids to the March for Life with your yeah. baby I'll posters? Take uh, I'll take my kids for the March for Death. It'll be a metal <laughs> festival. It'll be freaking awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, I think I'm just going to let my kids kind of do whatever they're they're going to kind of run around, and then uh, you know, then Uncle Jason will come over and play Underwear Mummy, and uh, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> it turns out me. <laughs> awesome well thank you guys so much for being here and talking about your experience and thank you for what you guys are doing any uh events coming up y'all are i know i can't say excited about because every time i talk to you you're like yeah we have to go to uh yeah, Mississippi we're going before. to a q anon conference we're super excited about it um i don't know what we're, we're, we're we have a couple things we we're we're planning on doing we're gonna take a little bit of a break for a little bit but Good. we're we're um We've, there's some there's some other events that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. You might see some new stuff out there. Um, well, we never plan too gonna... far ahead either. I mean, these events come up and yeah. then we go sometimes. So yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we get to do eat it. All the Applebee's. We go to Applebee's. And, and, and uh, what's the good one that we like now? The the Cheesecake Factory. Ooh. Cheesecake oh, Factory. Cheesecake yes. Factory. That's very classy. Yeah. I've never been to a Cheesecake Factory. What? Oh. Never. You would love never... it. You would love I know. It. I, of course, the I would menu love it. is is a novel. It's the menu huge. is like it's the, thirty the pages chicken long. Chicken burrito. It's bigger than you, you know. I don't know. Yeah. What's what's a big thing? It's bigger than that. A I mean, giant I want to burrito. Just, it's bigger cheesecake. than a giant burrito. Yeah. <laughs> cheesecake is the official cake of Wisconsin. <laughs> it wow. is. So Ben, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Check it out there. That would be because yeah. the cheese head stuff yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, go pack, go pack, go, and uh, hopefully we don't have to go pack our bags uh, to get out of here. We can make this country what it should be, and don't forget that for the again, I don't even like to call it the pro life movement because that's a misnomer. Um, but for these people, um, anti freedom activists, they've been doing this shit for fifty years. They have been working on this for a long, 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 long time. And uh, this is the fruits of their labor. They held their nose and voted for a uh, a, a horrible piece of shit in Donnie uh, that was not at all representative of Christian standards, whatever the fuck those even are anymore. And this is why. Mm-hmm. And they got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got to remember, like, it's uh, these people are serious. And despite. now they're going to do it again. That's the scary part is they're going to say this this worked. The we don't we didn't like the vehicle, but we like the destination. Exactly. They're going right. to do it. They're going to vote this way again. Well, that's what Travis was telling me. Donald Trump announces himself as the 45th and 47th president of the United States when he yeah. goes to his uh, when he's golfing by mitzvahs and golf events, <laughs> and birthdays yeah. and yep. everything else that a clown does in Florida. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank you all so much for being here. And you have to come back before the elections and let us know the temperature yes. of the room because I don't know what the hell to think. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for having us. We'll we be back. It. Yeah. All right, everyone. There it was, our conversation with our boys. They are the best guys around. And if you see them on the ground, go say hello. Yeah. But don't blow <laughs> yeah. their cover. <laughs> right. Well, that's what's, uh, you know, they're they're so fun. I love that they have fans that are Trumpers, like these kids on TikTok are like, oh, good liars. And then they just waltz into the Trump rally. It's just like, <laughs> well, oh, I just, all right. You know, these Trump kids, a lot of them are going to grow out of it because it's such a juvenile philosophy. Mm-hmm. So I right. think a lot of them are just there because their parents are like, we're going. And then you're like, yeah, okay. Same reason I had to go to church and, and, you know, March for Life events. So I do have some faith in the future. And again, whether you be a feminist, whether you be a uh, 
a, you know, a, a liberal, whether you be a conservative, and I guess all of these things can sort of come together, or libertarian, the Venn diagram for freedom-loving Americans is huge. Mm-hmm. 60% yes. of Americans want Roe to stay in place. And now we're just going to have a large conversation ahead of us. And as we talked about in this conversation, <sighs> focusing on the filibuster, although it might be prudent and uh, you know, a good political policy change, we just got where's the energy, you know? Right. Where right. where is the where are the strong John Testers? Uh, you know, Fetterman's doing it, Tester is doing it, but there's a lot of Dems out there that are just sitting on their hands because this is a it's a it's a mucky issue that to them, right. even though you know again it's nuanced. But the one thing that is black and white is the Constitution of this country when it comes to settled law and when it comes to the Fourth Amendment. So anyway, we'll continue to to fight the good fight. And uh, and do our best. And, you know, we have to remember that, as I said in the interview, in the conversation, just because we're uh, or maybe even before, just because we're in the we're in 2022. Um, it's supposed yeah. to be progress. This is supposed to be <laughs> a it? great time. Again, we can be regressive. And we've seen so much regressive policy in these past couple of years. It makes me very um, upset. And our Constitution is leaking. Tears. Tears. It really is a living document because it's real sad. It's real sad all the time. I want to get the Constitution stoned and have it hang out with Towley. (laughs) I'm just a bill. Oh, yeah. We got to get the bill from Schoolhouse Rock and Towley and the Constitution all hang out. That's what we got to do. They're having sex with each other. Oh, my God. Towley got pregnant. Oh, Oh, no. Well, uh, in in terms of what you're saying about the Senate, Ben, I do have some updates here yes. from Ohio. We do have the final numbers. You did allude to it, but um, it was it was pretty tight there between J.P. Mandel or J.D. Vance and uh, another guy named Matt Dolan. But J.D. Vance has pulled it out uh, officially for the Senate. <laughs> oh, woo, I love to hear when J.D. Vance pulls <laughs> oh, it out. That's why he uh, is against abortion because he you know, believes in pulling out. There but that is why they call the penis the Johnson because of Johnson. I believe that's true because. Because he whipped out his dick so much, they called oh, him the Johnson. Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Johnson. I believe we discussed right. it on our President's Day show. That's yes. absolutely, uh, and, uh, that's recorded fact, I believe. And, and Travis, you have an event coming up on Friday, correct? Yes. Well, I do have one more update um, that ties into something we've been talking about on okay. the show. Um, Governor Mike DeWine has easily mm. also won his mm. primary. NBC News has called that. So all that means, folks, and I want to thank a couple more people, uh, Joshua Meter, Jennifer Rogers, Sammy Taylor, Connor Krennic all donated to Headpack, that's Homebound Entrepreneurs Against DeWines. Nice. Um, all this means, though, is that now we move on to the general. So we will be firing this up again. You will hear Ben Kissel's fantastic radio ad again uh, in the fall. Uh, we will oppose DeWine as as far as he tries to go. So we yep. will keep that fight going. And if anyone has the energy from this exhausting political week, we have Mother's Day coming up, and of course, uh, Ed Larson and I, our documentary, How America Killed My Mother, all about Ed's mom, Kathy Larson, Mama, Mama Kathleen, rest in peace. Uh, we will be showing that in Columbus, Ohio, this Friday at 11 p.m. at Studio 35. Uh, we're just in the small theater upstairs, so we'd love to just sell it out and have a great conversation to kick off Mother's Day. Just a good reminder, you know, all this talk about respecting women, we also need to respect the mothers who uh, choose to be mothers, mm-hmm. and they do a 
good yeah. job. And and well, the country doesn't the country doesn't treat them very well either. So my mom said that birthday she wants to be celebrated on my birthday because of all the births. So I want to be celebrated on Mother's Day because without me <laughs> she's not a mother issue. <laughs> there you go. So, there you go. That's my that's my Kissel hot take on Mother's Day. Okay, that's a hot take, baby. <laughs> we can I be going it. on greeting cards. Oh, oh, I will no. flash back to a 1980s comedian talking about. I'll talk about airplane food next. <laughs> all right, everyone. We'll be back a little bit later on this week. Thank you so much for listening. Hang in there. Keep on fighting the good fight. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.